The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Tyson. This is John. This is Rebecca. This is Nick. This is still Tom. This is Lucas. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Robot Podcast. Tom, I don't have anything in my headphones. Gotta turn Nick up in his motherfucking headphones. I think it's just what a connection problem. What color is your game? You're good. It's, yeah, it's just, I, I'm uh, just gonna have to do this. Man, we need to go buy, like, we need to get some money together and buy headsets without the mic line so that they work better. Oh, is that what this problem is? Yeah, because it's the got the three. three, and the mic three makes a little weird thingy because it's yeah. a little bit longer, and it bottoms out. I've never done that. Spider-Man is a man that is a spider. He went to Europe and swung on a web. Is he gonna bang MJ? We don't know yet. In the after credit scene, it could have been a porno. <laughs> Sounds like it the Weird Al of our podcast. It's true. Weird it's Tom. Accurate. Weird Tom. Well, Sounds accurate. That's what they know me on the dark web as. Weird Tom Wankovich. <laughs> Weird Tom Wankovich. So, let's. We're going to talk about Spider Man Far mm-hmm. From Home, and we're going to get super spoilery. Uh, so, not that we ever avoid that, but just so everybody knows and they don't get upset, bitch and wine, et cetera, et cetera. Spoiler alert. Spoil, 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 spoiler alert. Real Boom. quick. Tangent. Yeah. We should remake UHF with Tom. <laughs> that movie does not hold up. No. That's why you need to remake <laughs> it. I didn't imagine it would. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's, Spider-Man Far let's, From Home. Let's my mop. Let's my mop. <laughs> so Spider-Man has a mop. Tom, you didn't see it. I did not. So you can ask questions, I guess. Uh, John, the rest of us all saw it. Yep. Uh, I actually went to a surprisingly crowded 9.45 a.m. showing. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It was the holiday weekend. Yeah, it was July 5th. I went yeah. Tuesday mm-hmm. at 7 p.m. on a whim. found one seat at the Cottonwood Heights Luxury Theater. It's just a single seat, but it's next to Some the random. shared love seat. Oh. oh. And Did you join in had the a couple next to me, and all through the previews, the woman is insisting the dude put the jacket over his lap and I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be hand job. <laughs> that's all that's happened. Turns out she just really wanted to make sure her boyfriend wasn't cold. There was no oh. hand job. Was, <laughs> she just didn't want anyone to see the boner he got when Spider-Man swung on screen. So you're saying you missed the entire movie? It was actually a that. decent theater experience because <laughs> normally I complain every time. Yeah. It's totally fine. It turns yeah. out John got the hand job. That yeah. theater's actually been fairly decent yeah i can't think of a shitty time at that one and usually they're all shitty all shit so spider-man far from home our boy peter parker is going on a big trip heading to europe and wants to take a break from being spider-man jokes on him jokes on him mysterio ends up being a bad guy mysterio i loved it what do you guys think of that? Mysterio was some of my favorite parts of the whole movie. And we all knew it was coming. Sure. Like anybody that knew it was like we were hoping a little bit, especially when they started talking about even like before the movie came out that he was from a different dimension. But we all knew it was coming. Yeah. I mean, totally. But they got me like I knew in my heart of hearts <laughs> Quentin was going to turn. Right. But right. when they go into talking about 616, like, yeah. The geek in me is like, oh, please make this a real thing. This is what I really want. And I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna be great. And I wonder if that, if there is still, if there's some validity to that. And he used that for his story. Hmm. You know what I mean? 
Like, I, I don't see that as something that they're just completely throwing out. One of the things that I really liked, um, and, and I'm just going to talk as an assumption that anybody listening has seen the movie. I mean, they've kind of acknowledged it, right? With mm-hmm. Cap having oh, yeah. gone into a parallel timeline. I mean, you could call that a parallel Earth. It's not real clear, but mm-hmm. we know he lived out a life that wasn't in the main universe. It was on one of the split timelines. Yeah. Which I think they're going to go into in a lot more detail in the Cap and Bucky series on mm-hmm. uh, Disney Plus or whatever. And I wonder if that almost, the consequences of that could be the multiverse that Cap went and lived it, a whole life. Exactly. So, um, I think one of the things I wanted to talk about with you dudes, I'm loving that Peter Parker continues to suffer from the sins of Tony's past. Like the Vulture. Mm hmm. Tombs, he became the vulture because of Damage Incorporated and Tony taking over that contract. And now Mysterio, uh, Quentin Beck, kind of got screwed over by Tony and all this cool tech he made. Yeah, I really liked that they made that like a whole team thing. Mm-hmm. Like, here's all these people that got fucked over by Tony Stark's <laughs> decisions and they all came together to fuck over everyone and get rich. Right, and it didn't seem like... I, I get that Quentin was... You know, obviously he was a villain and willing to kill people, but it also seemed like he wanted to be in charge because he felt like someone intelligent needed to be running the show instead of just someone with a cape, as he put yeah. it. I um, loved it. The whole the whole Edith thing kind of yeah. fucked up if you think about it. Because if you look, we were already talking about um, Batman. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of similar. They had like the sonar thing where he could get everybody. Oh, and they're right. like, this is too much power for anyone. Whereas in the Marvel Universe, it's like, oh, hey, by the way, Tony had this thing that he could just like call down these drones that'll just kill somebody if you say the word. Mm-hmm. We already saw this was a problem a couple movies ago when they had the uh, they were going to kill everybody with the helicopter. Yeah, but hey, yeah. he just didn't learn his lesson and made another thing and gave it to a teenager, <laughs> and the teenager almost accidentally kills something, but it's no big deal. Like it's kind of funny how casual Marvel is with that versus mm-hmm. where like Batman had a whole story about how it's too much power. Marvel's like. The morals in the Marvel universe are more black and white and easy, or it's just they never even talk about it. Like, it's just no big deal. This kid's got yeah. this thing that'll just, you know, he can take care of anything. I think it adds to also to Tony Stark is like the whole theme of the movies. Tony Stark was not this infallible person. That oh, in fact, cunt. he was, yeah, he was pretty self absorbed douchebag that did some good things and was trying to do better things by the end of his life. And that's part of why I think it's interesting that. Peter now being someone that does have that moral compass that Tony didn't is being put into the position to have those powers. I think you, you said somebody said something. It's kind of uh, Tony Stark is kind of replacing uncle Ben a little bit. I could see that to an extent. Mm. They're not like retelling the origin story because nobody fucking needs it, but they're taking the thread of that story and kind of putting it in with that. Well, Well, and Peter's trying to get a, have a male mentor. Yeah. It's just not working out for him. Yeah. Up to and including Quentin Beck. He needs a dad. Sorry, Tom. Oh, no, I was just going to say what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I really enjoyed Quentin Beck and the way they twisted that around. I like that him and Peter had some chemistry, that they were yeah. you know digging on each other, and he was upset. He's like, God, I, now I've got to go kill Peter Parker because of you. But he wasn't going to stop himself because of that. Yeah, they did all that Mysterio stuff was super rad. How because they... of you. The... So um, something happens to where... I guess we to talk about the movie a little bit for you, Tom. Um, there's these drones that use projectors, and if you recall back in Civil War, 
uh, Tony had that whole um, therapy session where he like yeah. lived out the situation with his parents. Well, that was tech that Quentin Beck made, and Tony ah. kind of used it as a throwaway thing and then fired Quentin Beck. Well, and then all these other people that worked for Tony that got screwed over, including Ralph from The Christmas Story in the first Iron Man movie, they make this tech with the projectors on drones, and that's how they make all these fake uh, situations. Like, uh. Not an augmented reality, but kind of. Um, and so when Peter is helping Quentin back out at a certain point, one of the projectors falls down and through that, it's, they discover the Mysterio. Yeah. Peter like is trying to fight the elementals, which are all fake. Oh. And he, um, web slings and hits a projector and it like drags it down and MJ finds it. And she figures out the Spider-Man Spider-Man. Oh, he's going to tell her he wants to, you know, give her the spider D. Yeah. <laughs> the, the web slinger. Ah, web that's, slinger. that's, uh, that's canon. Now he calls his own penis, the web slinger. Wow. He wants to S his W's. So that's, over her T's. so that's the, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the main takeaway from this movie. Gotcha. That's the, that's yeah. the after credit scene that everyone's so excited about. Right. <laughs> A lot of double entendres and Pete watches porn. We yep. found out. Yeah. Which is, yeah he pays know. for porn when they're uh, right before think civil war when he's in Germany, he buys porn. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. I have some weird things. No shame. Movie. No king shame in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in a hotel room by himself. Yeah. First yeah. time probably being away from his Aunt May for a long time. He was going to have a big day the next day. He had to fight Captain America. Him he had and to get Ned, the poison out. Him and Ned practiced kissing. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> Again, important, important yeah. growing up stuff. So I want to talk into some of the other things that we can um, come up with guesses for. I really, during the movie, I kept thinking like Nick Fury seems like such a prick, this movie, and kind of over the top as though someone was impersonating Nick Fury. And then here we find out he was, in fact, a scroll the whole time. And I like that mm. as somewhat of an explanation because he was being a huge dick. We yeah. are going to go back to episode Do-do-do-do-do. 194. <laughs> sure. Whatever it was. 28 minutes in when I proposed that scrolls were on Earth and quite possibly Nick Fury. And Rebecca so, said, scrolls are a one and done, John. You're an idiot. And she's not here to defend herself because Suck I think she was afraid to talk to you. Rebecca. So she knows she's the big dummy. And or maybe John she's right. a scroll. Oh, no. How so, long has Fury been a scroll? Okay, that's what I was about to ask. So he was a scroll all through the Spider-Man movie. I think he was definitely at the funeral. Yeah, he, yeah, I think it happened sometime after that, right? At during the return, I after think the Captain Marvel leaves Earth and oh. she brings Fury with him. Yeah, but a part mm-hmm. of me is like, this could go all the way back to when he almost died during oh, yeah, uh, Captain yeah, yeah. America: mm. uh, Winter Soldier, and they bring sure. him to outer space to save him because he was had like a fatal injury, mm-hmm. and the scrolls come down to. So my only maintain Fury's presence. But who saves him in space? So that's what? the Cree, like Captain Marvel and Cree tech, I would guess, and the scrolls. He's on like that scroll scientist ship at the end of the movie. Yes. From oh, Captain yeah. Marvel. So the after yeah. after credit scene. So there's a mid credits and then there's mm-hmm. an after one. Uh, so at the is it the end okay. of the movie before the credits roll? We find out that Maria Hill and uh, Fury are Talos and. I don't know what the fuck her name is. That was the very end credit scene. And last. then it rolled up to the top. And then it okay. goes to outer. They're yeah. talking to Fury, who's yeah. in on the scroll shit. Which I okay. think he's building sword. Hmm. Remind me what sword is. Sword. It's the outer space. Yeah, shield. shield is on Earth, and sword is in space. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Which would make sense. Yeah, but yeah, it's Carol Danvers eventually becomes the director of sword. I, think I understand that... this whole 
phase is supposed to revolve around her. Yeah, I yeah. think Talos became Fury after the snap because I think when they got snapped, they would have not stayed in human form. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Tom's just like, what the fuck? Did no, I, I, I give it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely missed a lot, but I think I'm I'm, I'm mopping up what you're spilling. So it's it I'm, seems like the picking up what you're, the elementals are a red webs. herring at this point for this current phase. What do we think they're building towards? I know Captain Marvel and space threats. We've got Doctor Strange coming up and the Guardians. But what do we think that's going to be? Galactus. I I don't have think elementals are actually. I think this was all bait. I don't think this whole phase is going to be focused around elementals. Right. It definitely felt like a red herring by the end of the yeah. movie. So what do we know. think they're going to do? Do we As have any far ideas? as villains? Well, just uh, the overarch. It sounds like maybe the sword stuff. Uh, we know that Captain Marvel's getting brought into it more. Yeah. Do we get any hints from Spider-Man of where this phase is going? I think that just that end piece where he's on like the huge spaceship and it looks like they're building something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be very outer space focused, right? Mm-hmm. You have the Eternals coming up. Right. Um, which is all going to open a whole new universe. You know, it's Thanos' brother and a bunch of the elders of the universe, essentially. Uh, if they bring the Fantastic Four in, that's going to open a Bing, whole bang, can bang. of worms. Somebody said mm-hmm. that there was like a building i don't know i was just reading on reddit and somebody's like there was a sign when he's swinging around at the end which i think was the worst part of the movie because it just felt that's how you have to end a spider-man yeah movie just the the like it felt very sony bullshit yeah like inserting sony like marketing into it but uh totally there's a sign that's like one two three and then there's a big building in construction and somebody's like what if they're building the fantastic building. Four? Yeah. yeah i don't know could be rad fantastic four could be cool so, um, mid credit scene. Pretty big game changer for Spider-Man. Uh-oh. It's a penny. We have a guest on the show. It's penny. So, what is a mid credit scene? Just the fact that it had one and Spider-Man hasn't? So, Peter, really? by the end of the movie, MJ knows that Peter is Spider-Man, right. as we figured from the trailers, because apparently Sony loves giving away their entire movies and trailers. Yeah. He's just taken her on her first swinging through New York trip, mm. right? And he sets her down, and on the... You oh, know, yeah. big TVs all throughout New York. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson pops on. And he's totally Alex Jones. 100% Alex Jones. Yeah. And, Played by J.K. Uh, Simmons. Yeah. So he's returned as J. Jonah Jameson. That's cool. Which is fucking awesome. People were stoked in the theater I went to. Like, cheers. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was pretty great. Yeah. People were more excited about that than I think anything else that <laughs> yeah. happened in the movie. Um, but Quen Beck, as a final FU, uh, releases doctored footage that makes it look like Spider-Man uh, set up all the drones and killed some people. And yeah. then reveals... His identity to the world, and that's how the oh, movie ends. Spider Man is Peter Parker, and it's kind of like, oh shit. Yeah, he really, like yeah. he got footage out of uh, Peter saying exterminate them all, which he's talking about shutting down the drones. But it sounds like he's saying to kill everybody. Yeah, and I'd love too that. Uh, um. Oh shit! I just lost it. So here's the thing, though. Was uh. Oh wait, I love that this movie ended on what the fuck in the first movie. I think that's great. Yeah. Do we is Quentin really dead? Because uh what's her name? Even dead I'm the hero. Oh, Edith. Edith. Um she she purposefully phrased it in a way that he had to say execute in order to end it. Oh, so and maybe. how would Quentin know that that's what was going to be said? 
Yeah, I don't know. Because he already had that game plan going. And the yeah. dude from that was back at the office that said, you know, 100% done, downloaded. So I feel like, especially where Sony's had this hard on for a Sinister Six movie forever, oh, I don't yeah. know that he's dead. I doubt it, right? So yeah. does that mean that he no longer has Edith either? That Peter doesn't have Edith like he thinks he does? We'll find out. Oh, you man. know, stay tuned. Yeah, because yeah, he yeah. already did a lot of misdirection. They had the part where he was acting like Fury, and then he shot like he acted like he got shot once already. That caught me. I was surprised by that. They did a lot of really good shit with the Mysterio stuff. It reminded me of, uh, you know, the Arkham Asylum game when uh, yeah. you've got like the Scarecrow juice. Oh, yeah. dude, it was I the think coolest you'd love it, scene in the movie. 100%. That was awesome. I mean, they really nailed Peter Parker this movie. Mm -hmm. You know, I haven't really felt that way throughout these. Other I've enjoyed them, mm -hmm. but it's not like this was the the peter i know like he got the shit kicked out of him right which is classic spider-man like mm -hmm. you oh, need yeah. to get yeah beat to near death which is by a fucking train yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah it was excellent well, he's like limping through half of the movie yeah he just gets his ass beat so bad um the spider oh. sense i love how they actually went into that and mm -hmm. developed a little bit the peter tingle yeah <laughs> that's an amazing it was, an, it was a commercial yeah i saw that <laughs> it was very good and then uh I don't know, I'm curious to see how this plays out because as you probably know in comics, Peter was unmasked once before and the end result of that was Aunt May got assassinated. She died. Yeah, that did not end well he for Peter. He doesn't have like <clears throat> a real big bad though. Like Mysterio hates him, but he doesn't have the Green Goblin as far as the Norman that yeah. you yeah. know could take advantage of that. Although we do know that uh, Matt Gargan is trying to get his identity from tombs. Yeah. And then uh, the one thing that bugged no. me is he at one point is like, I've kept my identity pretty close to the chest, and he has not. He has no. told literally every person he has met in the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe, yeah. hey, I'm Peter Parker, Spider-Man. The only every person single that person. doesn't know is Flash. Yeah. Right, but think about it from a teenager perspective. Keeping it close to the chest means not like yelling it out in school, right? That's right. Like, and I didn't post it on Instagram. Right, yeah. exactly. And that's why I love, too, that his identity is out because, of course, it is. And, like, yeah. in this day and age, and he's 16 years old, of he's, course, MJ figured it out because he's so bad. Off every every time. two minutes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I just finished this fight. Take my mask off. You're telling me with that Stark suit, it can't just open a mouth and yeah. nose or something? Like, it's absurd. And his excuse is always like, sorry, I had to like go take a shit. Like, yeah. I've got yeah. a tummy. <laughs> <laughs> I have been taking three shits a day for 10 years. I loved it. Uh, I thought they really nailed the uh, having a new love interest. I like where they're going with this. Avoiding the traditional Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy stuff, yeah, having they this went new character the opposite. They're like, we are not gonna take supermodel fucking. We are gonna throw this gothy, super quirky, weird. Into, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a great, I think, uh, it's a great contrast to Peter's character. You know, like yeah. him beating her the Black Dahlia because she's obsessed with murder and conspiracies yeah. and all that other good stuff. Um, and cool. the fact that now she like. Has an end to that. Peter is a part of this them. Yeah. And then they had the one. I felt like it was a little weird. They only had the one guy that was uh, the blipped. Uh, what's his name? David oh, or whatever. from high school. Yeah. Like he went on the trip and everything. He was the scrawny little Asian kid. And then he was like a grown ass man. Well, no, I mean, they talked. Flash was drinking on the plane. He also oh, yeah. blipped. That he was just so funny. did not get in better shape he's a little heavier and had some facial hair you know some but nothing yeah he was still 
Do yeah. you see that they're starting to play those threads more with him? Uh, like with the mom not showing up and then the text messages that popped up. He was yeah, he's like, hey, mom. mom and dad, I haven't heard from you. So I'll His be parents interested. don't love him. If now him realizing that Peter Spider-Man, if this is if he starts to chain his arc, similar to the comics. I mean, the comics, he goes and joins the army. I don't know that he'll do that here, obviously. But um, I'm interested to see where they take that. I mean, if they were to bring a Venom in, like they talked about, he might be the already, guy. It almost they already looked... have a Venom. They've talked about bringing that together, though. Kevin Feig is like relented and said, "Yeah, that's probably going to happen." Well, the suit of Tom Hardy, the Iron Suit, right? The mm-hmm. Iron Man suit. You saw that containment unit, and that yeah. was very much the symbiote containment from like spider-man comics at yeah. the very beginning it's in that little glass thing kind of bouncing yeah. around i didn't yeah. think about that so i don't i don't know dude. we'll see the one Suit's thing pretty incredible is him making the suit and the plane and like changing on the features super rad oh yeah the whole tony stark montage yeah. i thought that was really clever and that was something else i wanted to mention to you guys i think i talked to nick a little bit about this but sony owns spider-man marvel has no say in what they do with that character um, they get a little bit of say as far as how their characters are used in their movie. Any movie that Robert Downey Jr. was in did hand over fist more box office because he was in it with the MCU movies. I think it's really interesting how much they're leaning into Spider-Man taking that, Tom Holland taking that helm in a franchise they have no control over. Well, I, I think they have more control than you think. I think Sony's just like, yeah, we're, we're going to just hitch to whatever you're saying because you're making us more money than anything we're doing. They they don't, though. I, I like, don't from know, the, dude. I, this whole I movie felt like it was... Yeah, just look at the movie. caliber from the five other Spider-Man movies Sony has put out versus these two that... Like it. So here's are the... produced by Marvel Studios, essentially. I, I can't, like, say names. I, I have a source that is very closely tied to this and Marvel has very little to do with the Sony movies but a part of why it's better Amy Pascal has been moved to working at the theme park under the Jurassic Park the camp. one thing that pissed me off about this movie is putting her fucking name on the front of it because I was just like that stupid bitch <laughs> she's the worst yeah. her and A.V. Arid are out of it more yeah because Kevin Feig was involved with the original trilogy the very first Raimi stuff so that's I just thought that was kind of interesting because on paper they don't they're putting a lot of stuff into something they don't own right now. I, I mean, this movie was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved it. I am. We've all talked about this. Like, what do we do after Endgame? Do we continue on or do we take a break? And this has totally reinvigorated my interest in mm-hmm. Marvel movies. What a perfect prologue too, up mm-hmm. to and including like during the Mysterio scene where. Quentin Beck tells Peter, it's your fault. Tony's not around. And then a zombie Iron Man comes oh, out yeah, of the ground fucked. and tries to attack him. And he's got a skull. And it's, it looked cool. like it. Marvel Zombies Iron Man. It was great. I loved totally. that. It was the exact look from that comic series. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was the, I think the. Written by Robert Kirkman. The Mysterious Stuff. Have you ever read that? Episode. I have, yeah. Oh, really my God. It's the best. Who is it? That is it Spider-Man that eats MJ, right? Well, he and I, and just crying the whole time. <laughs> it's yeah. And then, like for some reason, Ash has to come fight him. Oh my god! Well, no, yeah. that's Ash versus Marvel zombies or something like that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, eventually, of course, yeah. that happens. Hank Pym. Oh. He's just like keeping T'Challa alive and slowly eating him over the course of week. God, that series was great. In Marvel zombies, not far from. You just yeah, yeah. me. I didn't catch it. So I, there's a little like Wakanda something it was, so when he's getting in the plane he's looking for a movie to watch there's like a Wakanda something I didn't catch those quite well enough and then when 
fake Fury is driving one of the many, many marketing Audis around. <laughs> it's ASM. So Amazing Spider-Man, like, I think it was like 198.65. I need to look out which one that is because they always sneak something like that into the movies. I, I and I, did. for once, actually saw one during the movie, not a week later on, <laughs> on some website. I did appreciate that. So I rewatched Homecoming. I don't know if you were calling Homecoming when at the end of the movie, Happy's driving Peter to uh, the Avengers camp. And he's like, oh, yeah, check out this feature. Isn't this cool? And it does like a whole hands-off Audi driving commercial for a good 20 seconds. I was really glad they didn't do anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Amazing Spider-Man 1. Oh, okay. It's the like Mysterio. Oh, perfect. Comic. Yeah, it's perfect. It's uh, Yeah, the cover is like five Mysterios in Spider-Man. It says, all these images of Mysterio attacking me at once, but how can I tell which one is the real foe? <laughs> Peter Tingle. Peter Tingle. Peter Tingle. How about oh, that? It came out in November 79. So it's close-ish. I think uh, we have our episode title, by the way. Peter Tingle. Peter Tingle. Peter Tingle. How about that? Uh... Oh shit! I'm not doing so well this today. Uh, the other big news came out of Marvel this week is uh, Black Panther two. They've said uh, Bozeman is most likely returning, but their intent is to, as I said when the original Black Panther came out, Shuri will end up taking Ch-ch-ch- the mantle. Of oh. Black Panther, they are going to go in that direction. Really? Hmm. Yep. That's super cool. Yeah, it should be a really good Black Panther. Um, so on Spider Man, I was very glad that Martin Star was going to be in this more. The, oh, yeah. the chaperone. Yeah. And like... then when I heard the casting for JB Smoove, who was in an Audi commercial with Peter, yeah. which I think I sent you, and that's now continuity. Them as chaperones was amazing. It was great, and it completely explained how Peter could get away with just fucking taking off. Yeah. To be Spider-Man in the middle of a European trip. I loved it. Was there anything else you guys wanted to mention? Things that you liked? Things that didn't necessarily work as well? No, I think that covers it in all honesty. I just really loved this movie. Yeah, Came home just gushing, you know? <laughs> honestly, For sure. it was so good. I, I mean, mean, I... I that, I don't think I went into it with low expectations, but I was just like, this is going to be another Marvel movie. Yeah. And for some reason, this just hit all the right buttons but for me. That makes me happy, though, because I have been on a <clears throat> kind of a burnout, right? Like, as a lot of us talked about, like, it's so much Marvel. And we finally got through 10 years of it, which I think is one reason why I wasn't because I was planning on seeing it Friday and then I just didn't really push. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because I was like, eh. It might just be the same shit. So hearing how much everybody liked it makes me really happy because I this movie had, I feel like this movie had a shot to be really awesome or a shot to just be fucking terrible. And I'm glad it went on the right side. Totally. And I think it it did a good job of having some twists and turns. Even as a comic book fan that knows who Mysterio is, it still had some good little. Oh wait a second, this I was not expecting. Um, and Peter's a character, the Mysterio stuff, up down to his like his theme and his soundtrack is really techy and I loved it. Um Yeah, I don't really have any complaints about it at all. I liked it a lot. Hmm. Good, good good movie, Tom. Good movie. Go see that movie. It was a great movie. Yeah. Because I mean, as a I mean, Lucas could probably agree, but like I have three loves. Right. And right. They are X Men, Batman, and Spider Man. And this just nailed Spider-Man so well. I don't think there has mm-hmm. been another film that has captured Peter Parker so accurately. No, him, like, getting the shit kicked out of him on every level. 
he's trying to he wants to be with mj or at least not even be with her he wants to tell mj that he likes her that's his whole plan for this big european trip it's not to go check out all this other shit he just wants to tell this girl that he likes her and give her a gift all the while someone that was in the blip that's now older and is hotter he's like constantly being outmaneuvered by this dude which is total peter parker like quentin beck being a new mentor for him that doesn't work out him literally getting the shit kicked out of him all the while trying to figure out how to deal with his grief with Tony. I loved it. The guilt, the responsibility, like he blows every opportunity to seal the deal with MJ because he's got to go work for Nick Fury, which he hates. He yep. has no interest in doing, but well, the, great power, you know? Well, and some of that too, I think that we haven't seen with Peter Parker before is the misplaced guilt and him actually trying to set some boundaries of like, no, I need some time to reset for myself, yeah. which you in, uh, man, I don't know why I did this, but they had the editors cut of Spider-Man three, which everybody's <laughs> like, Oh, the editors cut. It's a little bit different. So I watched that. And the whole time I was like, motherfucker, this is top to bottom. So bad. Cause Peter, the, the worst part of that movie is Peter Parker is not Peter Parker. He continually does things. That are just so shitty. You'll get your rent when you <laughs> fix the damn door. <laughs> yeah, like even that. Or the like the thing that I didn't catch before. Sorry, the Spider-Man 3 tangent. The thing that really irked me, and I'm glad. And part of why maybe this one felt so great that it rang true is. So Peter's with MJ. He's not picking up on the fact that MJ is having a hard time at work. She's gotten fired, which is fine. That's somewhat Peter Parker, right? He's been hanging out with Gwen Stacy. He's been tutoring Gwen Stacy. MJ shows up for him to get this key to the city and Peter swings in and thinks, yeah, me kissing this other girl that I hang out with that MJ has no recollection of is totally cool. And when she's mad, I don't get it and she'll get over it. She just needs to understand that me being Spider-Man's hard. I was like, how the fuck is this Peter Parker? That doesn't work on any level. Except like it's Kirsten Dunst. You know, she's got problems. (laughs) But she doesn't in the movie. It's all Peter. The whole time I'm like, I get it. Like, you should fucking leave this guy. He doesn't understand a goddamn thing. I had uh, this guy worked for my dad. Uh oh. And he worked on, uh, uh, what was it? I think it was the Beauty Queen movie that was shot in Minnesota with Kirsten Dunst. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. It's not called. It's like the like satire. Yeah, it's really funny. He's like, Kirsten Dunst's mom is just this. Chain smoking alcoholic, and he would do this crazy, just Kirsten. <laughs> Kirsten, you gotta smile more, Kirsten. <laughs> just <do this. laughs> anyways. Well, yeah, yeah. There you go. Spider-Man: Far From Home. Go, go check it out. This episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes.